Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Dakota Lasky. Dak, how you doing? How was your WrestleMania weekend? Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. We haven't even talked about WrestleMania. We didn't even go over, like, how we felt about it or, or our thoughts. Um, yeah, wow. Um, no, my WrestleMania was good. My WrestleMania weekend, I'm sorry, was was pretty good. Yeah, um, pretty chill. Uh, caught up. Actually, actually, I had a bunch of uh, casting to do. Casted some Valorant, collegiate, uh, some college Valorant on Saturday. And then I was commentating some collegiate Smash Ultimate crew battles on Sunday, yesterday, or Tuesday, I'm sorry, a couple days ago, back on Sunday. Um, so I had a busy weekend, and then, yeah, WrestleMania happened, and that was, uh, that happened. Um, so, yeah, okay. I had a, I had a, yeah, I had, there were some good matches, there were some not not good matches. Um, yeah. And no real big surprises, which was kind of a big letdown, but I thought it was a decent watch. How, how are you doing? I know, I'm not doing too bad, uh, you know. Can't not, nothing really exciting uh, in my world right now. Unfortunately, I'm still playing this game that I I bought for like ten bucks. It's called Murder by Numbers. It's on the Switch, and it's like a mix of Pictocross and Phoenix Wright. And I've been at this thing for like fifty hours now, mostly because I'm just really bad at Pictocross. But that's that's really the only exciting thing going on with me. Um, yeah, WrestleMania was okay. It was just okay, but Bad Bunny, man, holy! That was wow. That was the batch of the night. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That was the match of the night. I when dude when he when I mean obviously I know he's not doing the Canadian Destroyer, but like they did a Canadian Destroyer spot on the mat. Like that was awesome. Um, he yeah, he looked I, great. I don't care who you are. That's pretty sick if you're doing a Canadian Destroyer. It was a great match. I was totally into that match. I popped off for a number of spots. I think it was the only match I like significantly popped off for any particular spots for. So. Yeah, that was a that was a great match. I, I would love to see more of him. I think he's gonna be a little away for a little while, um, if not for a long while. And I know he has a tour next year, so I'm sure he's not looking to uh, get injured before that. But uh, yeah, he did great. And um, yeah, a decent, that was that was the match of the uh, that was the match of the weekend for me. That and Bianca versus Sasha, that was really good. But I think the match of the, of the weekend for me was the Bad Bunny match. Uh, all you wrestling fans out there. Uh, Get at us and let us know what your favorite. When are we doing the wrestling podcast? So I'm, yeah. I'm ready. yeah, right. We we should. You know what? My my buddy <laughs> Gooey has a wrestling podcast, and every year they're on this time. I'm just like, hey, do you need a guest? Uh, but we should we should get to business here because we actually have a lot to talk about. We are back with inspired by Metroid here, and we are going to be covering Shadow Complex. And uh, mm. you know, we this wasn't exactly a huge surprise. I, I tweeted out that I was playing Shadow Complex a few weeks ago, but we have a lot of yeah. stuff to get. Uh, to get to before we actually get to Shadow Complex. So let's just start off with the big announcement. A lot of you guys asked for it. We finally delivered. Uh, we have our own dedicated Discord server, the Omega Metroid Podcast server. Come and hang out with us there. If you're a regular who interacts with us on Twitter, we'd love to have you over in our mm -hmm. Discord chat. You can come and you can talk Metroid. You can talk video games. You can talk whatever, whatever you want. Come hang out. Um, I'm sure that we'll do some fun things in the future as well. And, uh, you know, we we, uh, we appreciate the community that we have over on Twitter. So uh, if, if you guys are able and willing, come and join us over on Discord. We'd love to have you. Yeah, definitely. Don't feel obligated, of course, but I, Discord's a lot of fun. I'm in a ton of Discord servers, um, and it's great to just have everyone there to just chit-chat and not have, you know, the limits of Twitter, right? 
Um, and yeah, mm, once we yeah. have like a ton, of, once we have a ton of people in the server, we'll definitely, you know, I mean, even before that, but we'll definitely do a lot of like cool stuff. Like maybe we'll do a game night or something like that, or watching something. Like we definitely have some cool stuff like down the line for this server. But yeah, we we uh, we cook that up. It's uh, if you want to get in, the link is in the Twitter bio for the account. So you just go to the Omega Metroid Podcast at Omega Metroid Pod on Twitter. The Discord link is right there in the bio. It's also been tweeted out a couple times too. You might have already seen it. Click that link, and uh, yeah, you can join us or not. But yeah, if you do, we'd love to have you. Yeah, no doubt. Um, if you're listening on Podbean too, you can uh, you can click in the episode notes, and it'll take you right over there. Uh, I'm not in a bunch of Discord servers, so the ones that I am a part of, I'm I'm usually fairly active. So uh, Zelda Dungeon, Virtual Theater, uh, Metro. How database. many are you in? Uh, just just see. off the top, like just like skim and like glance. What do you? How many? Uh, ten, I think ten. So yeah, yeah, I yeah in, I'm in at least thirty, and I oh just God. and I just left. I think like ten or fifteen that I don't go into anymore. Um, so I, of, I think of I have this uh, of this ten, at least half of them are ones that I don't go into, which hmm. which is fine. That's fine, but. Yeah, we'd love to have you. Uh, I will definitely be in this Discord chat. We had a good, we had a good chat today about Nintendo and their uh, practices of taking down fan-made games and stuff. So this is the kind of conversation that we want you guys to be a part of. So definitely check it out. Uh, we have a little bit of shilling to do here for a couple friends of the show that asked for some shoutouts. So bear with me while I, um, you know, while I give you some uh, some cool details on some projects coming up. Uh, Juries uh, Smiley, sorry juries for butchering your your name there um at 313 trill has uh tweeted out that uh man this guy's got this guy's got a book coming out pretty soon and it is uh i guess heavily inspired by metroid the the book is actually called torian so i mean that sounds pretty cool um you know i I obviously i haven't read it but uh i heard that it just came out on the 9th so uh anyone looking to to go and get yourself a, a book that shares maybe some influences for metroid uh you can go and check it out blackgoldpublishing.com torian by jerice smiley so uh you know what anytime anyone's doing something metroidy i always love to see it love to support it so yeah yeah shout out to you i'm, I'm definitely gonna check it out is it available can you get it right already um uh, I, th- I'm not sh- I think so i think so I, he he said that it would be available uh on the 9th so april 9th, the 9th. so it should be out so cool. Yeah. Well, I got the page up. I'm going to I'm going to actually grab it after the show. So the cover looks really dope. It's called Torian, um, a modern coming to age tale about overcoming the odds and becoming a real superheroine, which sounds like fun. The cover looks dope. And yeah, yeah I'll throw it to him. So, yeah. Uh, shout outs to Joris. Looks dope. Yeah. And uh, you know, what? much love for for getting that Metroid name out there, even if it's uh, it's that's a cool title, because if you know, you know, and if you don't, then uh, you probably wouldn't. But that's uh, that's cool to see. So, um, yeah, check that out at 313 Trill. Uh, another cool thing going on. Um, friend of the show, Metroid 35 is uh, is doing some cool stuff here. we got a few projects that they're putting on. So at Metroid 35 over on Twitter um, for the first thing that they're doing is kind of a, a cool spin on the old inktober gimmick and of course in the zelda mm. community there's something called linktober and that's a big thing now um so we have matroid coming up and basically what that is is it is a a 30 day art prompt challenge i i do believe that's the gimmick behind it um so you can go and check that out but maybe more importantly uh metroid 35 is putting together a fan zine project so um 
you know, there's there's tons of uh, the different opportunities if you are a Metroid content creator. Um, I'm just going to actually read you the copy straight from the email that uh, that Isabel, the person behind Metroid 35, sent me. So Metroid 35 is a fanzine project that is being developed by Metroid fans for Metroid fans. Currently, there will be a digital version of the zine that will be released in August with potential limited print run after that. Metroid 35 is seeking all kinds of creatives such as artists, writers, cosplayers, and comic artists. Because there will be potential print run, some guidelines regarding page size and numbers have been posted to the Metroid 35 Instagram page. Uh, deadline for submissions is June 5th, so get up in there, and uh, if you're interested, please make sure that you contribute. Uh, if you have any questions, Instagram, Twitter, at Metroid 35, or by email, Metroid35Annie, A-N-N-I, at gmail.com. So this is kind of a cool thing, and again, what, what we like to see in the Metroid community, people doing stuff and being creative, so... Uh, you know, if, if you like to draw, if you like to if you like to do anything creative like that, go and uh, give Metro 35 a, a shout. Yeah, I know. I was talking to Duminal about this, I think, either earlier today or yesterday about putting something together. I think he's already put something together music-wise for one of the days. Uh, that dude's my creative. Shout-outs to him. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to see what people put together. By the way, that book we just talked about, I just ordered it. Uh, <laughs> I want to read it, and I'm, you know, supporting the homie, so... I just grabbed that. But yeah, Metroid 35, that looks that looks cool. And I love when you see these like community fan magazines, fanzines come out. Like I know there was one uh, that came out for Super Smash Bros. in that community, like in the Smash community like a year or two ago, maybe like before COVID and the year before that. Um, and a couple others in other communities too. And they're like, you know, obviously like, you know, a passion project. You see some really cool stuff from people you might not have heard of. Um, yeah, so I love seeing stuff like this. And for Metroid, of course. It's certainly, uh, you know, nice to see. So can't wait for that to come out as well. Yeah. So uh, cool stuff. And to do that and participate. Yeah. 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 Cool stuff all around. Um, I, I I might even get in on this action myself. So um, you know, if, yeah, me too. If I can get in, anybody listening can definitely get in. So go and hit them up, uh, Metroid Thirty Five, over on Twitter. Um, all right. Well, before. Dak and I, and I, oh you know what actually I I almost skipped one thing I almost skipped mm. one thing, um, take this with a grain of salt. Oh, oh yeah, everybody listening, take it with a grain of salt as always. But I guess that there is a huge new Nintendo leak. I always kind of roll my eyes whenever I hear that. But um, the link that you sent me, Dak. I, so a, a couple things you're gonna have to catch me up and, and maybe give me some background here because a couple things stuck out to me when you sent me the thread. Because the thread was actually from January, and um, yeah. it was going on to say things like, okay, there's going to be a Skyward Sword HD remake, which came true. There's going to be a new Mario Golf game, which came true. Uh, there's going to be uh, something else that they said that, that came true. Oh, the Diamond and Pearl remakes? Which uh, yeah, yeah, Diamond and Pearl remake. And uh, they said Detective Famicom Club, which also came true. So there's, mm -hmm. there's a bunch of stuff in, in Pokemon Snap, which came true. So there's a bunch of stuff in here, which, you know wasn't announced in january but has come to fruition the reason that we mention it the reason that you know we care is because uh on this list of stuff coming to uh to the switch in 2021 or maybe early 2022 we've got metroid prime trilogy and a new 2d metroid coming very soon by mercury steam i don't know man we've been burned by this before what do you think Dak? yeah so this i'm not sure why this got like uh talked about like recently i'm pretty sure just like a site or two just like 
found out about like you know we talked about this on the metroid dread uh episode a couple weeks ago right where like something happens in the news but like a couple sites didn't you know write about it didn't hear about it and then they hear about it like a month or two later and they write about it and then a bunch of other people pick that up as if it's new news and that's right. what kind of happened here right like there the, this leak or you know a 4chan post comes out <clears throat> back in january it calls a bunch of stuff uh, that eventually comes true, as you said. And then it seems like a site or a couple of sites in the past week or so found out about it and are now like, oh, my God, like, look at all this new information that's new to them. And now they're reporting on it. So, yeah, like, obviously, for anyone who's been part of the, the game speculation game for a while, 99% um, of 4chan posts that are called leaks are not true, but some have been true over the years. Um, this one seems to get some stuff right, and then, yeah, obviously, we're interested because on the list, after Mario Kart 9, which actually I'm also interested in, <laughs> Mario Kart 9, um, and a bunch of other stuff, you know, Pokemon Snap was also announced here too, or revealed, or leaked here too, and that was also a real thing. Um, two games that we're interested in, a 2D Metroid, in parentheses, very soon by Mercury Steam, and then Metroid yes. Prime Trilogy, obviously, for Switch. Um, and then it goes on from there. So yeah, 2D Metroid very soon by Mercury Steam and then Metroid Prime Trilogy either for Switch or Switch Pro, which it doesn't say, it just says Metroid Prime Trilogy. I assume it means for whatever current Switches exist at the time. Right. And you know what? Not to take away from this, because this actually has a lot of stuff that is correct, but I also do feel like if you were just a more knowledgeable fan like like you or I are of Nintendo DAC, like you could probably hypothesize that a bunch of these would be coming out. Like we've been talking about Diamond and Pearl for forever. We've been talking about the Skyward Sword HD for the 10 year anniversary. I feel like it makes sense for a new Fire Emblem game, but you know, let, let's give it the benefit of the doubt. You know, the one thing that sticks out to me here is at the very bottom of this post, they say that uh, there's two, there's two Smash characters that are being ballied around here. One is Ryu Hayabusa from mm -hmm. Ninja Gaiden, which I could totally see. I could totally yep. see that character coming to Smash. But then the second character is, I'm going to butcher this, Matoi from Fantasy Star Online. I don't, I, I don't buy that one, man. You know, I have no idea. I honestly don't know. Um, I see how it's written. It says Ryu Hayabusa is in this wave, so Fighter Pass 2. There's two more slots in that Fighter Pass. But the sentence is... Ryu Hayabusa is in this wave. There will be additional fighters confirmed to be in development. A fighter from Sega's Fantasy Star series is planned, seemingly being PS02 or P uh, play wow, holy crap. Fantasy Star Online 2, Matoy. So, yeah. It seems to be hinting that Ryu's confirmed for Fighter Pass 2. Potentially there's a Fighter Pass 3, which both of those things are uh, honestly safe bets. Ryu has been um, a... A speculated character for a while obviously ninja Ga gaiden trilogy or whatever is still or is going to be available if it isn't already on the switch um so there'll be that connection and then there being a fighter pass 3 i mean smash ultimate's what the best selling smash game so far or is by, going to be yeah. right it's on the switch obviously they're going to keep trying to milk as much money as they can out of it i highly doubt that they're sti st oh, wow, stopping at fighter pass 2 I thought a Fighter Pass 3 was inevitable, but I think it's interesting because the wording makes it seem like Ryu is part of Fighter Pass 2, um, Matoy is just potentially in development, and at some stage, like, they might not even be, they might just be in the planning stage, they might be from Fighter Pass 3, you know, so, um, obviously, God, I want, I obviously want Master Chief in the game, 
So not seeing Master Chief named is annoying, but it also gives me hope because it seems like more characters are being developed, which gives my mans more of a chance. You know what? You know what's funny? Before I even met you, Dak, I was predicting that Chief would be like the last big reveal in Smash. So that it's it's so funny. We can finish the fight. Order. Yeah, kindred That's spirits what they got that in, way. Like like uh, you have to have the line there, the finish the fight line. You got it. I don't know, man. Like Matoy, I'm sure that Fantasy Star has its fans out there but if if you are listening to this podcast and you knew who matoy was before we just said they were from fantasy star online uh tweet at us or get at us in the omega metro discord and tell me that i'm wrong but i i think i feel safe saying that like i don't think anybody knows who the heck that is that doesn't seem like like a good pick for smash to me but i've i mean oh i've been wrong many times before to, to be fair, I, that's like a kind of game that I would think is, you know, um, popular in Japan, right? Like, that's that's what I'm assuming, is that it's not a character for, you know, for for North America. That's I mean, I, that game, I'm pretty sure, it didn't take forever for Fantasy Star Online 2 to even come to North America. Like, it wasn't even localized for North America for years. So, like, it came out in, like, 2013, and I think it didn't come to North America until, like years years later um i don't even th- but i think it is coming to the switch the fantasy star online 2 new genesis that okay, is a game well, maybe, that's co- maybe that makes more sense then yeah there is also fantasy star online Cl- 2 cloud which is a cloud version of the game available for the switch which re- was released on april uh 2018 so um a- a- apparently you know this is, a, I mean, the game has apparently over two point, or back in 2013, it had like 2.5 million users. Um, it, I would, I would assume that this is a game that's very popular in Japan. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the releases. It didn't. It released in Japan on Microsoft Windows in 2012 and NA in 2020. Uh, for the Vita, only in Japan in 2013. PlayStation 4, only in Japan in 2016. It wasn't brought to North America until 2020 for Xbox One and pc and then for the switch so and and that's not even on the switch in na yet so like i'm assuming matoy would be like part of the fantasy star online 2 game like being more available in north america in the next year or two well uh like i said i i've been wrong before um if you're a matoy fan come and come and let me know in omega metroid discord uh if we're gonna have random sega characters in smash bros though you got to get my man vice from skies of arcadia legends in there he's a he's a goat uh, i would love yeah. to see that there there are a lot of cool characters that you could get um honestly just i feel like we gotta like quickly go back to the metroid stuff um metroid prime trilogy definitely if that's i mean if this is all true metroid prime trilogy coming out on switch it has to by now man like how much longer are they gonna wait um, and then 2D Metroid, uh, Mercury Steam working on it. What do you think? Like, do you think maybe they'd be doing another remake? Like, maybe they're doing the Fusion remake or the Super Metroid remake, or they're making the finally the Fusion sequel. I have, I don't know. Maybe I'm hoping if Mercury Steam is working on this Metroid game again, then Nintendo's giving them the opportunity to make a new one rather than remaking an old one. You know what? I I think it's a 50-50 shot that they're either working on a Fusion sequel or that they're working on a new Metroid. I just for whatever reason. I just don't think that they're going to remake Super Metroid for for the same reason that they never remade Super Mario World or let like Link to the Past or like, like any of those great old games. Like I I think that they're just like so timeless and um 
you know, we'll, we'll talk more about Fusion next week, but uh, I think that that game, is, and they even kind of hinted that game at the end of Samus Returns, so I, I would say it's a toss-up between that and a new game. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. a new game makes more sense, but I mean, God, we haven't had it in so, so, so long that it's like, uh, I almost I almost don't even want to say it, but um, yeah, but, and again, this is kind of what I mean when I say, like, you can take um, educated guesses and you know, present that as you have inside information for a leak. Cause like, I think it, it's very reasonable to assume that Metroid prime trilogy is coming to the switch. As we've said numerous times before, I think it's very reasonable to assume that Mercury steam is probably working on a 2d Metroid. And you know, you, you have that wiggle room, especially posting leaks now where if you're wrong, you could say, Oh, well actually they, it got delayed for something where you don't actually, and I, and I don't mean to kind of, you know, be debbie downer here on this leak but i you know i'm just saying that i i think that i mean a lot of these are you know educated guesses um i i definitely agree with that especially because like the post starts with 2021 will have a bunch of anniversaries so this person could have easily just looked at a bunch of franchises saw which ones have franchise or anniversaries this year and then was like oh okay like this game could possibly get a new one. Oh, this game hasn't been remade from this franchise. It's getting an anniversary this year. Oh, that's, that could be a remake. You know what I'm saying? So like, I think that's part of it too. Yep. I, I a hundred percent agree. Uh, man, I would, I would love if this was true though. I would love if it was true. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Me too. I, I, this was, if this is true and I'm getting Mario Kart nine soon, a new 2d Metroid soon, uh, new Mario golf soon. Uh, the only thing that really, um, I guess it doesn't like, Oh, and there's also another Zelda title. It mentions as well from Grezzo. Um, and then dark souls Two port. I mean, I'm, I'm waiting for the leak that tells me master chiefs in the game. Ridley got leaked and that ended up being true. So I'm waiting for that. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. Well, let's, uh, we're, we're not quite at shadow complex yet, but by God, we're almost there. We have news of another, inspired by metroid title that we should probably uh talk about before we get into shadow complex the first the first look at axiom verge 2 uh since it was announced and uh you know what actually now that i say this there is a nintendo indie world direct uh on the 14th which very well could have the axiom verge 2 release date in there but um yeah we we got tom hap the the one man band behind axiom verge and he gave us uh, an inside look into uh, Axiom Verge 2. Although, we're not really, actually. He he held a lot back and, and played a lot close to the chest, as, you know, probably uh, he, he probably should. But um, the one thing that, you know, he kind of repeated over and over is, like, this is a, a standalone experience. It's a complementary experience. And it's set in the same universe. And it has the same DNA. But it is its own experience so i i really liked uh what i saw from this trailer not a very long trailer but what i saw looked promising yeah and i, and I like that i don't think th- i mean i thought the original game story was cool and all but i didn't like i wasn't dying to like see it extended or anything it seemed like it, it was self-contained and i kind of like that they're doing you know something completely different but you know, trying to keep it fresh in that way, but while still making it familiar to, you know, people who enjoyed the first game. It looks really cool. I was definitely unexpected that they were going to make that kind of uh, detour in terms of the style. But yeah, it looks it looks dope, um, at least from what we saw. I would yeah. say that we didn't say we didn't see too much. And I, I haven't poured over it because I'm just trying to I'm, I'm waiting until like we get more of a fuller reveal or when we get closer to being able to play the game. because I'm not trying to really spoil myself, but 
Uh, from what I saw, it, it definitely looks like it's going to be a, a worthy successor to the first game. Yeah, and so the video is about two two minutes and 30 seconds, and I would say at least half of the footage shown was footage from Axiom Verge, like the first one. The second one looks uh, it looks a little bit different. It uh, The pixels look a little bit uh, maybe sleeker is the word. I'm not sure. Um, but it definitely looks different. You, you play as a different character. You're Indra, who is... Uh, a billionaire CEO behind the Globe 3 conglomerate, so uh, shout out to Indra. <laughs> um, and you got a sword in this game. And I saw I saw some definite like Ninja Gaiden vibes from Indra in that trailer. So uh, very cool stuff. It's going to launch on Epic Games Store and Switch spring 2021. So that's now. So hopefully we're talking a lot more about Axiom Verge 2 very, very soon. Yeah, I mean, maybe by the time y'all are listening to this episode, the, the game's like exact release date's been revealed or it's like already out like they just drop it at the end of the the indie direct and who knows maybe you're playing it already by the time you listen to this oh that would be so good so good um all right we're finally here i've stalled as long as i can dak it's time to talk about shadow complex shadow complex yeah (laughs) so i i want to I just want to say something here at the at the top of the show, and then I'm going to hand it over to you just for a quick second for your impressions. But, um, so I, I, I am a big believer in positive podcasts. I, I like listening to podcasts that are more positive and I've tried to, you know, have that on our shows and, you know, you know, we beat up on other M a little bit, but I think that that even that was a positive experience. I, I could have gone way harsher on other M if I oh, really oh yeah. wanted to. Oh yeah. You know, I, I've I, heard you go way harsher on other M. It, <laughs> I held that was back. a positive experience. Yes. Um, but I have to be honest with our listeners. I have to be, I was ready to love shadow complex. I, I had heard so much about it. I, I was just like, this game sounds awesome. It's by the gears of war guys. It's like, you know, it's, it's, the, it seems like it's right up my alley. I was ready to love it. I went into it just absolutely ready to be like blown away by this modern Metroidvania, and I hated it. Uh, you know what? I have to admit, again, to our listeners, I didn't even finish it because I hated it so much. Um, so, you know what? We'll, I'll dive into my reasons here, but Dak, I know that you just finished playing it from start to finish. Yeah. Really quickly, just generally speaking, what do you think? Yeah, I literally just finished playing it. Like I started playing it like 3 o'clock today. And then finished the game, and then we started recording. So I, I, <laughs> I, you know, I put in five hours into the game. Um, it's not my favorite Metroidvania. I'll definitely say that. I, but that being said, I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I, you know, after what you said, because you had, you kind of gave me a little bit of how you felt about the game before it even touched it. I've never played the game before, even though I knew about it. Um, so I was going into this like, oh, this game is not going to be that good. Blah blah blah. And I actually thought it was pretty decent. I thought, you know, it's not a game I'm, like, dying to go back and play again. But I, I might revisit it in the future. I think it's wor- it was worth the one play that I, I played. I don't know if it was worth the entire $15 I spent to play it. But, you know, it is what it is. That I, I, I thought it was, a for the most part, an enjoyable experience. And I also streamed it, so that made it help more of a, a more fun, too. I didn't do it in, by myself, necessarily. Um, but yeah, I thought it was pretty, I thought it was decent. I thought it was pretty good. Well, uh, here we go. Shadow Complex was yeah. released worldwide August 19th, 2009. So, Nine. uh, wow. wow, that's 11, uh, almost 11 years old. 
uh, developed by Chair Entertainment and Epic Games, uh, published by Microsoft Game Studios. And uh, you know what? One of the reasons I think I was so ready to love this game is because like it has an awesome Metacritic score. I had heard people in the Metroid community talk really, really fondly about it. And um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I wish I could. I, so I guess I, there, there's two parts of me when I'm talking about Shadow Complex. Um, much like there was other M, I thought that the game itself, the gameplay, was okay, but I. Like, I hated, I loathed the story and the characters. Oh, well, yeah, the story and the characters were bad, but they, were, they weren't, I mean, you can't possibly say they were even remotely as bad as other M's. Because they, they, they weren't. They, and, and not only were they weren't, but they were random, so it wasn't like we had any connection to them. I mean, one of them's Nolan North, obviously, but um, it's not like other M where, like, they butchered characters we knew. These are the characters that, that they've always been, so... I, I hundred. If you're gonna go as far as to say that they were at the story and the characters were as bad or worse than other M, then you are Captain Crunch, my friend. I cannot agree to that. They, it was pretty bad, but it wasn't that bad. Uh, you it, know what? I I wasn't gonna say that, but now that I now that it's out there, I'm I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. It and... wasn't offensively bad, man. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, it wasn't. It it, it wasn't like uh, yeah, it, playing other M when I was Samus, um, that. You know, we threw around the word character assassination, and and obviously this isn't that because these characters are nobodies and they don't mean anything. But I I think that that's like that was a big part of my problem. So the and, and it's funny because there's some seasoned voice actors in this one, but I thought that like I I think it was more so the diet like the 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 written dialogue for these actors, like what was written for them, and rather yeah. than rather than their their acting itself, but like the delivery was horrible. The dialogue was horrible. Um, I, I thought I thought that the whole thing was horrible, and this is the first cutscene. So I'm I'm watching well, this. Well, <laughs> the first <laughs> cutscene. The first. I feel like we're even going very far ahead. Um, the first cutscene. I have I had a whole paragraph about the first cutscene. Um, before we get that far, though, I wanted to say that um, I hadn't played the game before going into this. It was fifteen dollars and not on the Game Pass, which I was like, wow, middle finger to me. Um, yeah right because i was like this game is i mean at the end of at the end of playing it this is a game that i would recommend to someone if who likes metroidvanias but not for 15 dollars. if it was on sale for five ten bucks i'd be like yeah go grab it but i wouldn't pay 15 bucks for it um it's an xbox live arcade game you know like nowadays that's like the equivalent of like a mobile game or like a cheap free-to-play steam game right but back then xbox live arcade games that was like a thing right and i remember not being able to play or i didn't play the game back then because Xbox Live Arcade games were obviously digital, and I didn't have a credit card as a kid or, like, access to one consistently. So, like, I couldn't just easily go and buy the game like I could today. Um, right. But the game had 50 Game of the Year and Editor's Choice Awards that year. It was a big game. Um, yeah, I think when you play the game, it's very obvious that they were only con only concerned about the, the gameplay aspect because the story is obviously, like, only there to like service the game like so the game has some kind of narrative structure right like they didn't they they put like no time into the story and I, that's why i can't really like other m tried to have a story and like put effort into the story and it was bad this clearly they didn't care about the story so i can't like be like oh it was really bad it was really awful they probably know it wasn't that good they probably didn't care because it wasn't that was not the point of the game um, whereas other M, the kind of the point of the game was to tell this big Metroid story, and it and it fell on its face. So I won't I won't knock it on that 
either. But yeah, that the game's voice. I mean, the voice acting I think was decent because like you have like Nolan North. You know, like I mean, he's he, they they the, the pay dudes, him the big the dude's bucks. royalty. They pay him the big bucks for a reason. Even in this game, he's I mean, he might be chewing the scenery a little bit, but he's at least making it interesting, uh, like a little bit. Like I, there are a couple of moments I laughed. Um, but this, yeah, the story is very like a generic action. You know, there's oh, like my God. story. Um, the characters are essentially nobody. In fact, you you get into the story, and a lot of stuff has already happened. Stuff is happening. You you start in the middle of the story. I would say like you're you and and there's information that you don't even like, you don't even know what's happening. There's a bunch of people shooting at each other in the middle of a street, not in cover, <laughs> like just blind firing at each other from five feet away. Some person that like uh, what was his name? Um, Colonel oh, yeah. Sam Dallas. Right, yeah, who I, looks I, like... I forgot about that because, like, again, it's so it, every, everything in this game is so generic. Everything in this game is like create a character and just go with the custom setting that they give you, and you, you go to create right. a character, and you're just like, "This'll do." Uh, yep. Okay. Yeah. Next. So it was. What was he? He looks like. What was that? That PS2 game. Uh, the guy with like the electrical powers. Uh, I can't remember what that game was called. He looks like that dude. Um, but yeah, the, as far as what I could tell, the story of the game was, is this, the, the Colonel Sam Dallas guy, um, like stole a suit, which we end up stealing later and like attacks a bunch of people. And then he's like turned on by the big bad guy. And then later Nolan North and his girlfriend, who we later find out is, is a spy spoilers. Um, (laughs) they tell you at the very end of the game, (laughs) um, and there's no proper build for it. Uh, Nolan North and his girlfriend are, I don't know, like screwing around in the woods. I don't like going on a date and they like, I think Let, they, let's back up there for a second. Actually, let's back up because they're not dating. It, it's inferred in the opening cutscene. This is like their first date or oh, something. Oh, well, like, okay. Oh. They, they are in the process. Like that's the first date. Sure. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay, but, so, but then yeah, it's just dating, like, right. So, and I get that they want to build up this, this Jason guys, like this, this great guy who's going to go and rescue this girl that was just captured. But like, dude, you you just met her and like she just disappeared well, and you you're going into the, I I just oh I, well, he the dialogue well, no. between those two was like so awfully cringeworthy. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, well I was gonna I agree. The dialogue is definitely cringeworthy, but I will give them the the benefit of the doubt here is that they didn't really build they they didn't build him up to be any kind of guy. The game actually emphasizes a lot that he's a, n- a nobody. Like the last scene is is the him literally saying I'm just no I'm just a nobody. Blah blah. Um, and a bunch of the dialogue is him going like, oh, like this sucks. Like, but I got to go save her. Like, I can't leave her to get like kidnapped by these people. So he kind of like goes in reluctantly and like, doesn't like, and like, it's like, what's going on? You know? So I definitely don't think the game makes it seem like he's like a big hero. He's kind of just a dude. And that's kind of the point again, is that he's just a guy that is in the wrong place at the wrong time. And it's like, well, I guess I kind of have to get involved here because I can't leave her to die or whatever. Like, I don't, you know, like I can't do that to a person. So that I was okay with. Yeah. Like the dialogue was cringy and dumb, but the setup I thought at that point was fine. Cause I mean, obviously anybody's going to go after that person, you know? So that may, but at the same time, he's like meandering through this, like top secret, like underground fortress essentially. And it's like, immediately murdering people with like no reluctancy. And he's like, Oh, I'm like, this is, this is strange. Like as if it's no big deal. Like he's walking through what's essentially like the Pentagon itself or a more top secret. And he's like, eh, that that's whoa. Like as if it's like some small little thing he's doing. 
Uh, that I thought was funny. Just the the tone of the game is kind of is very tongue in cheek. I I want to. I just I just want to try and emphasize like what there there was a couple moments that really turned me off um, in the opening like in the probably in the opening fifteen minutes of this game and and I don't think the game ever recovered for me where like um, I, I mean the oh the the first intro that you described with like the I think it was the president or I don't know something the, the, the vi- opening the action scene where you're fighting the, the helicopter is okay and then you meet Jason and to me he was like. He was so generic and like unlikable, and he was a caricature of an action hero. And like, he he was dressed here. I mean, his gun, his name is Jason for God's sakes. Like, you know, Jason and, Fleming. Jason <laughs> Fleming. Um, and so like, I just I didn't. The dialogue between him and her, uh, Claire, was just like, uh, bore, it, it was so machismo that I was just I was rolling my eyes, and I and I didn't bl- I didn't buy into any kind of connection. And I know, like you rightfully said, like you know, this is a game with a story designed just to get us to where we need to go, and like that's fine. Um, but I I just like I, I it just didn't work for me at all. And then um, shortly after Claire gets kidnapped, they they cut to the scene of this guard. And he is just repeatedly punching oh, her in the dude. face. Dude, <laughs> dude, oh my god. That that was that so I played this game on stream. So you get to that scene, right? She's like being held. All right, well, Nolan Nolan North gets to like a, a computer terminal and sees like a like a video playing, like it's a live stream of her getting like interrogated or whatever. And like the guy like winds up and obviously don't want him to like slap a woman either, but it looked like he's gonna like slap her to like, you know, interrogate her, like get her to talk and, and instead just starts wailing on her like multiple times like whoa 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 like holy crap like very early into the game that was out of nowhere like, um, like 15 minutes in and, and I, yeah, I was that, that was a that was wow that was something uh, i i was so turned off I, I actually shut the game off when when that happened um and i picked it up i, I like, definitely took a moment i was like dude what the hell <laughs> that was not necessary that we did if anything you know cut away and and have the sound effect while you see nolan north's face you know if you're gonna do that yeah. right and, and you know what kinda, i don't know i, I mean listen like, it's one <laughs> thing it's it's one thing when samus gets beat up okay like she's she's a big intergalactic bounty warrior it you know what it's one thing when um god what's her name ellie from the last of us uh, it, it's, it's one thing when the girl from the last of us gets beat up because at least they've, they've made you like, you've shown her journey and, and she's trying to over it. Like, at least she has a story and a purpose, but this was just like, so gratuitous, so unnecessary. Uh, I was, I was just like, Jesus. Yeah, that was definitely unnecessary. I don't know what that was way out of left field. And then it like, doesn't, re- doesn't happen again in the game. <laughs> so it's very out of, it's, it's way out of nowhere. Um, and, and I and I feel like I'm a guy that can watch a lot of like kind of comedy that that pushes a lot of the edge or the, you know goes up to to the line and stuff. Yeah. This just was oh my god! I I saw that and I was just like, what the hell is going uh, on here? Like, on the other hand, though, there are I will say that this this story had a couple of good writing moments. Not, not I'm not gonna give it too much credit, but like the moments where like um, Nolan North is like talking to a bad guy or something, and then he just like point blank like puts a single like shot in their head like when you think that like when when in a movie when the character won't kill the bad guy because they're too good to do that and lets them talk in this game nolan north just has no problem (laughs) 
cold in cold blood murdering someone point blank and it, he does it with like uh, no problem at all like it's so nonchalant that it's it's very funny and it happens multiple times in the game and even happens spoilers because you didn't finish it to the bad, main bad guy um he just walks up actually no i won't go into that entirely but it does happen multiple times in the game and it's just the com- comedic timing is 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 great and that's what i'm like yeah like they obviously didn't care about the story they're trying to like they they did stupid generic action stuff because that's the easiest thing to write. Um, this guy's just a generic dude, and then every once in a while, there's a couple quips, a couple jokes because like you know they can do that, and um, Nolan North is great at that kind of delivery too. And those moments like that did make me laugh. I was like, okay, like all right, game, you got me there a couple times. Yeah, you know, I think that they were trying to go for like a diehard kind of vibe. But it just it just didn't work because this Jason guy does not have the charisma of Bruce Willis, and you never saw Hans Gruber, you know, beat the hell out of uh, of you know his wife in in that movie. So didn't work for me. But I mean, um, you know, let let's not beat up on the story. It kind of is what it is. Um, let let's talk about the gameplay because mm-hmm. I actually this this is not where the other M comparison stopped for me when I was playing this. Um, Shadow Complex has this weird quasi 2D, 3D mapping thing where, like, you can only move left to right in, in, in 2D, but your enemies and the objects in the environment can can move left to right and front to back. So it's this weird, like, it's this weird depth problem that the game usually will get itself into because uh, at, an enemy has to walk up to a certain point before you automatically, you know, aim towards it. And... I thought that the that the mechanic was awkward. I thought that the auto aiming was horrible. Uh, you know what? That's one I'm going to give other M uh, credit here. It did auto aiming way better than this game did, and in 3D. Well, so I don't know how you feel about that, but uh, I I thought that this was a big problem throughout the entire game, particularly when you have rooms with like multiple enemies in a 2D setting. Um, I it, it didn't. It didn't work for me at all, particularly the auto aiming in the, in that in those scenarios because like you can't tell who you're shooting at. You're just shooting and you're like, "God, I hope I'm auto aiming at somebody and I hit them." Uh yeah, well, the thing is that the game allows you to turn off the auto aim, so I just turned it off. <laughs> um so that I didn't play with the auto aim. I went immediately into the settings, I turned off the auto aim um and played it without it. So I enjoyed the gameplay. I thought the gameplay was a lot of fun. Um because I had the freedom to shoot at whoever I wanted. So, and the 2D plane, yeah, you're just, you know, shooting people left, right, above you, etc. And that's super easy. And then people in the background, um, even if you have the auto aim off, it still gives you a little bit of an aim assist. So if you aim into the background, it'll help you out a little bit and, and put your, your, your laser sight on a target. Um, and then you have a little bit of freedom to, you know, change targets in the background, move and maybe give them a headshot, you know, and change your, your aim on this specific target. So I actually completely disagree. I thought the aiming system was great. I, uh, the only time I had an issue sometimes there are a couple of rooms where the, uh, like there's one particular, I don't know if you got to this point in the game, but there's one boss fight, I guess, where there are these four minigun guys all the way in the background and these small, yeah, like, yeah. like hip side, like, yeah, that the walls come up. Um, that one was hard because the rate of fire is just huge and you really have no margin of error there. That fight, I actually did put auto aim on because I'd been playing for like four hours. I was just like, okay, like I could do this the regular way, but I'm tired. Um, but otherwise I actually had auto aim off the entire game and it, I thought that made it a lot better. Um, I have no interest it, in playing It sounds like it made a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's it, what I should have done. 
it was when I immediately looked for the auto aim option to turn that off because I'm like I because I was like the the Gears of War developers aren't that dumb to make this game only auto aim like the other M developers were and sure enough they weren't um, so I just turned it off and yeah it was way better uh, I had leniency on aiming in people in the background I was able to pick my shots um, so that I enjoyed a lot it wasn't clean it wasn't like you know there are a couple times where like I you know I felt like I was missing um, but I was like eh like whatever like it wasn't it didn't uh, like, ruined the experience for me. I actually enjoyed the gameplay a, a, a fair amount. Yeah, I, I would say um, that was my biggest gripe with the gameplay. That was the single biggest thing I had an issue with. Um, beyond that, I I don't know that anything was, um, like, horrible, but it, nothing also really stood out to me. Like, like talking about the actual, um, the complex itself... I think that it was, uh, and, and again, I, I did not finish the game, but it, it seemed to me like it was just kind of like the same drab rooms kind of over and over and over again. And and I know that some people complain about that when you're on like a spaceship in, in Metroid, like, you know, Fusion or other M or whatever, but at least those games have like different areas and themes to the different sectors. This one to me was a little bit just going from one like dark room to the, to the next dark room. Some rooms are darker than others. Some rooms have water, and every now and then you'll you'll get to go outside. Um, so yeah, that's I, I don't nice. know if that changes towards the end of the game, but uh, it was. I, I wouldn't say it was a game breaker by any means, but it, it was um, just a little bit drab for my likings. No, I mean, well, the uh, the last section of the game is is in the outside portion, um, but that's the best part of the game, I think, is when you're outside because I love the scenery looks awesome. The, the, you have like way more space to like jump around and, and fly and like, you know, boost once you have like the shine spark or whatever they call it in this game. Um, and you know, you can like eventually run on the water like that, the outside, when you're up on the surface, it's awesome. But yeah, I agree. Like when you're in the, the, the actual complex, like it's essentially corridor after corridor after corridor after corridor. Oh, and then you're in like a cave. Oh, you're crawling here. And then corridor, you know, and they're all the same looking kind of scientific-y, you know, laboratory rooms, right? And then you're in a cave, which looks like a cave, right? Um, yeah. yeah, I definitely agree. It doesn't, like, doesn't do much for the eye. There's, like, maybe one or two rooms. I think there's one room that does, like, the, the Donkey Kong Country Returns thing where it's, like, a silhouette against, like, a red background, which is cool. But it's only for, like, one room, so it doesn't matter. Um, mm -hmm. The outside portion, I thought, looked really cool and awesome. And I wish more of the game had environ like I wish there were more environments like that and not so much like the the game trying to be a Metroid environment when it really didn't capture it as perfectly. But um yeah, the outside portion I thought was I thought was cool. Yeah, um you know, I I obviously I didn't get to the last part and I mean to be frank, I don't I can't see myself ever going back to this game, but um at least it sounds like it opened up a little bit more towards at the end so i mean if, if you guys listening want to play this and you're going to stick it out i guess the you you have something to look forward to at the end um you know one thing that i also thought was uh was a little bit just just okay just room temperature was um the swimming mechanic and the stealth mechanic because you can do these like cool stealth kills but like this game never ever ever from the from the you know portion that i played ever gave you a reason to be stealthy you could just go in and, and shoot people and it's way easier um i i also wasn't a huge fan of of the swimming mechanic didn't 
didn't really like it, um, and and I felt like you were swimming a lot more than I would have expected you to at the beginning of the game. Um. Hmm. Yeah. There's. I didn't. I was very rarely stealthy, but I did use the melee a lot because the melee is a free kill. Like I just. Like, towards the end of the game, I was literally just running up to everybody and and pressing B, because it was a lot easier to just run up to people and melee kill them than it was to shoot them or try to be strategic with your utility. I think that does kind of bring it down a little bit because after a while it just kind of became repetitive because I knew the ease, like, and I was playing on, I played on hardcore for the first half of the game and then I was trying to finish it in time for the cast. So I put it on normal. And so towards the end of the game, I was just like running up to people and just like mashing B and just going through the cool cutscenes, which are cool looking, but it was, it, it wasn't very, you know, it, it, the satisfaction waned over time. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, there really wasn't a reason to be stealthy. Um, I liked, like, the grenades, but the grenades were, like, almost a do-all. Like, they, they did everything for you. Like, they opened yeah. stuff. They killed stuff easily. Like, they were they allowed you to fire and deal damage while in cover. Um, you can use them while jumping. Like, it was, you know, a lot of the time I just found myself not even shooting because it was a lot easier just to use grenades and rockets and, well, not even rockets because I'll talk about that later. But grenades and melee stuff, and that was just easier than even shooting a lot of the time. Um, yeah, I... The melee stuff was cool, but yeah, I got repetitive. I thought the swimming was fine. I don't really remember. I, I mean, it, it is what it is. It's swimming in a, in a 2D side-scroller. There's only so many ways you can really do it. Uh, I thought it was sufficient for what it was. It didn't. I didn't like it. I mean, I didn't dislike it, but I'm like, oh, I love the swimming. It was, it was swimming. It was it. So. I, I guess maybe it just showed up more than I thought it would. Um, hmm. Would be a better way to put it. And maybe, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if by this point I was just already so turned off that I was maybe being over... Uh, analytical or, or looking for things to dislike. Uh, I've certainly tried not to, but yeah, that, that is a possibility. Um, but yeah, you mentioned rockets and stuff. Let's talk about it now. Um, I thought that the, uh, you know, the actual like gun combat, you know, auto, auto aiming aside the, you know, shooting and controlling, uh, the gun, um, I thought was actually pretty okay. Um, I thought that the power ups were, were pretty okay, but I have kind of a weird criticism, not a criticism, but something that was disappointing probably to no one but me. But I, I was just like, man, it would be cool if like there was like this, these crazy weapons, like unique weapons that they're making in this shadow complex instead of just like your big upgrade is like grenades or like a rocket launcher or some spray foam. Yeah. Um, so that, that that's like a minor critique, but you know, it doesn't, doesn't really mean anything, but uh, that, I don't know. I, I thought that it could have been just a little bit more flashy i guess is, is the word i agree i mean like you you go to like a game like axiom verge which has all those different kinds of weapons and stuff right like yeah. this game you have i mean the upgrades are essentially metroid upgrades except like the foam uh gun and like the grenade launcher the noob tube uh, which i thought it was funny that it was a noob tube and not necessarily a separate grenade launcher um like yeah like the foam gun you barely use outside of its like utility to open up new areas for you i think i used it once in combat against the uh the walker boss like that you know like the, the the upgrades really the upgrades are only really there to get you to new areas and they don't really change the actual gunplay or gameplay too much except like the grenade launcher um the speed the shine spark is cool um that kind of changes things up a little bit obviously the hook shot i think my biggest thing and this goes to a larger issue is the pacing of the game is that i didn't get a lot of those cooler upgrades until way later in the game um, yeah, in I, fact, I didn't get those I, at all. I, I mean, I, I got the, I got the hook shot like way later, like the, the double jump way later. 
um, the missile launcher, the missile, la I went through the, the game, a majority of the game without the rocket launcher. I went by so many red doors and I never got the rocket launcher. It was only until the very end of the game where it forces you to have to have the rocket launcher is when I then was like, oh, I have no idea where it is. And I had a, and the end of the game when I had to like go around and collect stuff and like a bunch of the cooler upgrades in the game are backloaded towards the back portion. That was my biggest problem is the pacing of this game is so off. There are some portions of the game where there's like plot happening and you're getting upgrades. And then there's other ones where you're just taking forever to get from one place to the other. Or you're going around on that like the end of the game collect-a-thon to get everything you need before the final boss is allowed to be fought. Which is so annoying and I hate that games do that. Unless you're Donkey Kong 64. Um, <laughs> and, and, and stuff like, you know. So like that stuff was... Ugh. I mean, there's a portion of the game where I was just like, I had, I got through a majority of the game without having to look anything up. But then at the end, I had to like look up where the rocket launcher was. So I had no idea where it was. And then I look up something else and I'm like, what is this? Like the game stops telling you stuff uh, or like that objective line just all of a sudden stops working. And I'm like, I have no idea where Claire is. I hit her apparently behind a cabinet in some room, I guess. I don't know where she oh, was. It took that me was for, horrible, forever to find she, her. She decides to stay in the room that she was captured in because no one will look there. Jesus. That was so... My understanding from that was she they they were she was staying in there because and that's why they needed the suit because Nolan North wasn't strong enough to carry her like limp like because she was like I don't know she was uh not paralyzed but had like something like injected into her so she couldn't move um so he's like I can't carry you I just there's a whole cave system like I can't carry you out like it's impossible and. He's like, I got to get that suit, I guess, because they had found out about it. Like, I got to get that suit. That That's the way for me to be strong enough to carry you out. Um, and even later, she, when he gets it, he's like, I can carry 10 of her out. <laughs> like, he's so pumped. Um, so that's why she gets left in there is because he's like, well, I got to go get the suit. Um, where should I hide you? And she's like, well, the best place to hide me would be in the room that they're keeping me. I guess <laughs> I assume that's because he also couldn't really bring her anywhere else to hide her. So I guess they were just kind of uh, hand waving it like, ah, just put me in, put her in the cabinet, like whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't even think she even gets behind the cabinets like in that cutscene either. But yeah, I think it was because she, he couldn't literally physically move her is the, the story reason. So I'll, I'll give them that pass. But it was funny. Uh, um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, it, it seemed to me like after I got the foam, you you did just hit like a brick wall, and and I yeah, you know, dude, just rapidly lost my motivation uh, to to continue, and unfortunately, I never kind of yeah. got over that. So it does sound like there's some cool items that you can get towards the tail end of the game. I just yeah, there are. There's there. like a double a double jump and like a hook shot, and but that's the thing too is that's another problem with the game I had was that well, first of all, there's only two enemy types aside from like the walkers. There's literally like a regular gunner guy and a mini gunner guy, and then uh, the little ones that stick to the walls. Oh well, they, yeah. Then there's the robots, like the little yeah. crawly robots and the, a couple walkers. The enemy types are not very varied. Um, but towards the end of the game, you have so much movement, like ability, like you can double jump and like coast, so you can like jump and boost and then jump and boost. Then you have the hook shot and all that. You can literally just circumvent every enemy that you run into because and that's aside from the fact that you can blast by them with the shine spark and literally disintegrate them um like it's kind of like towards the end of a metroid game where you have like uh you know <clears throat> you have like the screw attack and you're just like mauling everything um right. 
it's kind of similar to that, but instead of going through everything, you're literally going around it all because the AI in the game isn't great either. It takes forever for stuff to turn around and like aim at you or chase you down. So like the la like literally the last boss, spoiler alert, the last boss is so you you know the uh, the house in the middle of the lake? Um uh, yeah. Okay. So under that in the lake is a huge ship, which you don't know that until the uh, the final boss. Um that huge ship is going to go to San Francisco and and I'm assuming glass it or nuke it. I don't know what they're doing. Um, so the ship goes off into into the sky. Uh, Nolan North has ample time to get on the ship, but doesn't. He complains about that, and then um, he's like, "Well, I got to take it out." Uh, thankfully, very conveniently, the place where the ship took off, there are nuclear warheads stationed there. So Nolan North has to go to the three stations where those nuke nukes are, activate the nukes, and then fire them at the ship. Why these bad guys don't just use those nukes to nuke San Francisco from this lake instead of taking a ship there, I don't know. Um, but those nukes are conveniently there, so Nolan North can aim them and fire them at the ship. You fire both nukes at the ship, or three nukes at the ship, and it goes down. The boss fight is easy because there are billion, there are like not billion, but there are a ton of enemies all across this launch pad. Because you have so many movement abilities, I just flew across all of them avoided all of them landed on the pad hit the button quickly shot it and then jumped to the next one and i don't think i shot a single fire i don't think i shot a single round in the last boss fight so you didn't miss much but uh yeah there's there's so much movement ability towards the end of the game and the enemies don't scale with you except some of the walkers you end up being able to circumvent everything which is too bad because i feel like when you get the screw attack in metroid and you're in your molly through enemies like that feels satisfying because you're like i'm so powerful like i'm just you know, I only need to fight the enemies that I need to fight, but uh, that's always felt satisfying to me. But yeah, that's exactly that's too bad. Um, one other thing that I wanted to quickly mention as well, which I kind of thought was cool, but like again, kind of goes back to my complaint about how the power ups are just like generic items. I I thought that the flashlight illuminating like the doors and stuff was kind of neat, like the different colors good. that you need and like the colors are assigned to the power ups and stuff. But then yeah. like. Uh, it, it's like a, it's a good concept but i was like man like is there anything else other than a flashlight that we could have used to achieve this like instead of like this multi-dimensional he's, he's got like the flashlight from luigi's mansion that it just like i was like okay this is a cool flashlight i guess but maybe uh, i don't know i yeah but he's a regular I guy about it, i was like that's the yeah. thing is he's a regular dude so he just has a flashlight on him that's the first item he has like that's the uh, thing, and, and I and I totally get that. I totally get that. Um, I I just I don't know. I I wonder if there could have been something else. Like, he's a regular dude, but maybe could have picked up something in the shadow complex. I I feel like I'm being nitpicky, but that's it's just one of those many little things to me that just makes this game so generic. You know. I guess, but like, I think the thing too is that when you when you go back and look at this game, they clearly weren't trying to like really innovate on the formula they were trying to make a metroidvania as people kind of knew it at the time for xbox live arcade because metroidvanias were kind of like a nintendo thing maybe like a sega playstation thing but like a shadow complex a big reason why it was big at the time was because it was a metroidvania coming to xbox live arcade that was a big deal and being made by epic games like that that combination of factors was a big deal i don't think they were trying to reinvent the wheel right like they were trying to make a solid Metroidvania game that didn't really change the formula too much. So I think that's why, like, the story was kind of generic because they weren't trying to do too much there. The upgrades are Metroid upgrades because that's the kind of the point. They were trying to evoke the same kind of feel and style. Um, so I think that was a double-edged sword. For the one part, 
it did a good job, I think, of, um, you know, bringing back familiar elements of Metroidvanias. But at the same time, because of the, how it executes that, it doesn't have its own identity or a very distinct one. One that's yeah. very memorable yeah. or anything. I'm like, honestly, like I, I never knew what the story of Shadow Complex was, it's, you know, um, and, and there isn't very much of one at all. So, um, yeah, I, that, that's the thing, too, is that at the end of the day, I think their goal was to make a, a simple Metro, not a simple, but a Metroidvania game for Xbox Live Arcade. They weren't trying to be innovative. They weren't trying to reinvent the wheel. And in that way, I think it did its job. I thought it was fun. I thought it was, you know, a good game that I probably won't revisit, but for the time I played it, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I had some issues with it. It wasn't perfect. But at the same time, I know that they weren't trying to, like, do more than what it is, right? I don't think they ever, like, made it seem like, oh, this is, like, the new, like, a modern Metroidvania. Like, it, it was a modern Metroidvania, but they never really made it seem like, oh, this is the new Metroidvania. Like, this is what Metroidvanias are going to be like. Like, we're making a new thing, reinventing it. I think they were trying to make it similar to what people were used to. Um, and I think it I think it did its job well. I think it was a pretty pretty decent game. I'd recommend it if it's on sale. Yeah, um, I, I completely agree with what you just said. I, I think... At least for me. So, like, I'll, I'll use Gears of War as an example, right? Like, that's kind of like this uh, this fantastical, like, you, you still got all your guns, your grenades, etc. But, like, you're battling, like, aliens. Like, you're on this incredible alien planet. Like, that game, the story makes no sense from the, the two that I played. But, like, that's okay because it's just, like, you're having fun. It's about the, the, the great characters that you have. And, like, that, I, I feel like that fantastical element is definitely lacking in here. I think you put it best. It doesn't really have a great identity um onto itself so maybe what i keep coming back to is you know that opening scene where you have awful nolan north and and claire just getting whoa the whoa, heck beat whoa, out whoa, of her. whoa nolan i i i oh man i i cannot agree i thought nolan north was great in this i mean he he did not have i, I, a lot I don't want to bury with. nolan north sorry i'm, I'm gonna bury this a lot to work with yeah, I, yeah, I'm gonna bury the stuff he was given to work with. Let me let me clarify. Yeah, yeah. Nolan he, Nolan North himself was. Fine. He did his best with what he had. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. There were. Th this was Undertaker wrestling Great Gonzalez at WrestleMania. Like he, it wasn't good, but he he did his best. But so yeah, I think at least it was funny bad for me at some points. I mean, there are a couple points where it was just bad bad, but there are a couple points where it was funny bad. So. <laughs> Um, okay, so I one more thing that I just want to mention because I mentioned it on every Inspired by Metroid episode that we've ever done, and then I'll turn it over to you. Um, I I also thought that the map wasn't very good. I feel like if you're a Metroidvania, oh God. by God, you got to have a good map. Uh, the map the map was just okay. I thought I didn't really like how it only kind of revealed itself in certain segments. Uh, I thought that your marker was a little bit small. It was it was kind of confusing to tell where you were at times. This, this this is a hang-up for me in Metroidvanias, as anyone listening can probably tell. So, I don't know. This is probably... Again, I'm being nitpicky. What can I say? No, I I, th I thought the map was okay. Um, it definitely, There were times where I didn't know where stuff was. And I and for me, someone who wasn't like... Who was just kind of trying to like play the game in a day, I thought having like the objective line in the marker was nice. Because like, if I wanted to explore, I could... And honestly, there really wasn't much to explore if you deviated from the path it gave you anyway. Um, mm -hmm. So, like, I thought it was okay. It was like, okay, I don't have... Like, because there are portions of the game where it doesn't give you the line intentionally. I'm like, where am I supposed to go? Because it doesn't give you, like, a good idea at all. It's like, again, when you're like, go back to Claire. I'm like, I have no idea where Claire is. Are you kidding me? Like, and she ends up being in, like, some random room on the right side of the map that's not, like, separated, like, distinctly on the map or anything. It's just a random room. 
Um, yeah, that was kind of annoying. I think that was, eh. I think the only other gripe I really had with the game, um, I thought I actually, I thought, I thought it looked better than I thought it would. There were a couple times like at the beginning where I was like, oh, this kind of looks like a cell phone game, but uh, there are some effects like in the boss fights, like there are some pretty, pretty decent visual effects and like cool ideas that they have in this game. It, it aged better than I expected, but one other issue I had with the game, this goes back to the gunfighting, is that, like, something you never have in Metroid is, like, a war of attrition, where, like, you're sitting behind cover and, like, trying to whittle away at someone who's, like, at an awkward position, like, high up in a room, you know? Like, in, in a Metroid mm -hmm. game, you're almost always able to, like, get the job done from any angle or able to get into a position to take care of the job. There are a couple times in this game where, like, I was pinned down and, like, there are multiple people shooting at me from multiple angles. I'm damn it, you know? And, like, there weren't weren't i didn't have enough in my arsenal yet to like really take care of the job efficiently so i'm like sitting behind cover like waiting 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 trying to get pot shots off and i'm not using the auto aim so it was actually harder with like some of those farther away enemies because like the you know even the smallest amount of movement on my stick like completely changed the angle um it was hard to get some shots off actually uh, and I had to, like, really, like, be patient. And that kind of, that was, like, at some points, that was, like, really grinding on me. I was, like, oh, my God. Like, it took me forever to get through some rooms just because there was a lot of fire, you know, going in my direction. But I guess that's the game. You know, it wasn't exactly Metroid. Um, I would have liked less of those War of Attrition moments. But it is what it is. I still thought it was, uh, you know, fun overall. But, yeah, I didn't I didn't have as many grapes as I would have expected from this game. But it certainly doesn't, like, I'm, like, damn, I got to play this again. Whereas, like, I might go back and play Guacamelee. I'll definitely go back and play Axiom Verge mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, well put. Um, so I, I just want to make it clear again to everybody listening. Uh, uh, you know, I, I beat up Shadow Complex here. I did not finish it. So I, I only played about half of the game. So take take my word for what you will. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't know that I would recommend this to, to Metroid fans. Maybe, you know what? Like you said, maybe if it was on sale for a couple bucks, or maybe if it's maybe on if it's sale, free. If it was well, free, if play it's it. free, definitely. I, I yeah. like I said, I spent fourteen ninety nine on this. Um, I don't think in twenty twenty one it's worth fifteen dollars anymore. I think no. they could. I mean, it doesn't seem like they have any plans on discounting it. It's not even on the Game Pass. It really should be on the Game Pass. Um, I think if it ever goes on sale, if you can try to grab it for five ten bucks, I think that's a. I think that's a very fair price for this game. Yeah, you know, the, one of the reasons that uh, we waited so long between our last Inspired by Metroid, which I think I think it was Guacamelee that we did last, mm -hmm. uh, and this one, it's because I was, like, waiting for it to go on sale and it never did, and I was like, oh, whatever, I'll just buy it. And, uh, yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly with you. Um, so, yeah, there it is, man. That's, that's Shadow Complex, easily the biggest disappointment of this Inspired by Metroid <laughs> series for me thus far. Yeah. Uh, uh, any any final thoughts that you want to get off your chest before we get out of here, Dak? No, I mean I'm glad I played it. I think I think honestly, at the end of the day, it's still a, a Metroidvania game. That if you like Metroidvanias, it's worth at least giving it a shot. There are only so many out there. I think it has some kind of historical value because of like the launch. It, it was a big game at the time. It was a big deal, and it was like the only Metroidvania like for Xbox Live or like that was it like an Xbox Live or an Xbox Metroidvania like those didn't exist um it was i do remember it being a big deal and i don't think it's that bad of a game i think you know if you like metroidvania games turn off the auto aim uh maybe use it a couple times uh i i think it i think it's worth checking out again definitely see if you can get it on sale though there you go uh shadow complex walked so that 
or you could fly. Uh, well, that that is gonna do it for us. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we see some Axiom Verge two news very very soon. Um, thank you guys for for hanging out with us and listening to our thoughts on Shadow Complex again. We want to invite you to join the Omega Metroid Discord. We'd love to have you and talk about uh, some some Metroid and maybe even some Shadow Complex. If you completely disagree with Dak and I, we'd we'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, so check it out there. Uh, we are over on Twitter at Omega Metroid Pod at Spateri three sixteen and at at Dak City underscore, and of course, uh, check us out over on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Apple Pod, wherever you get your podcasts. Go like and subscribe. Leave us that sweet five star review if you think we've earned it. And we will see you back here next week for the second installment of the definitive ranking series. Until then. <laughs>